Luke chapter 19 verse 10 Jesus said for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost what I find truly amazing is that the people Jesus came to save the blind man the leper the woman with hemorrhaging the rich and the poor the religious and the atheist the Roman and the Hebrew, the Jew and the Gentile. These were people just like us. When we read of their stories, they are strangely familiar with our own experiences in life. Times have changed, circumstances have changed, but our need is the same from age to age. What they needed most is what we all need most to have an encounter with the Savior. And through one word or one touch, He saved them, healed them, restored them. Life would never be the same again. Join me as we journey into the lives of the broken and shattered. Let us gaze upon the portraits painted by the Spirit of God in the Gospels. Portraits of the lost who were found by Jesus. Greetings and good morning, uh, all brothers and sisters in Christ, especially those from Alpha Omega International and from uh, all over the world, wherever you're watching from today. We welcome you once again to our online service. Uh, I would like to say happy Sunday and happy Palm Sunday to all of you. Uh, as today is Palm Sunday, it's the Sunday before Easter, uh, and so we're uh, sort of celebrating that today, but also throughout this week now, not only are we having today's sermon, but on Good Friday, we'll provide a, uh, a message online, and then also next Sunday, which is Easter Sunday. Uh, but anyway, with that, happy Palm Sunday to, to all of you, and today I'm excited because we're starting a brand new uh, preaching series as well, a new sermon series that's going to be called Portraits. We just finished with our Hebrews series and now we're moving into this new one. This new series is not going to be based on one specific book of the Bible like Hebrews was. Instead, we're going to look at various stories of people in the Bible who met, who had an encounter with Jesus and what happened to them as a result of that encounter. And so we're calling again the series uh, Portraits and each time we're going to look uh, in depth at the individual people, who they were, what they were going through, what their need was, and what Jesus did for them. And so we're going to begin this series, part one today. Uh, we're going to look at Mark chapter 10 and read about blind Bartimaeus. I chose to begin with this one because Mark chapter 11 leads into uh, the next chapter, which is the uh, Palm Sunday celebration of Jesus coming down the Mount, all of Mount of Olives and into the city of Jerusalem. So just before all that takes place, he meets this man, blind Bartimaeus. So I thought it was good timing for Palm Sunday. Anyway, with that, would you turn to Mark chapter 10? And I'll be reading today from verse 46 until 52. All right, let's begin. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho, that is Jesus, and his disciples, and a great multitude, 
Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbani, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Today's sermon is titled, A Brand New Man. By way of introduction, let's look at this opening scene. It says in verse 46, that Jesus had come through Jericho, and as he's walking out now of Jericho with his disciples and with a great multitude of people, there is blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sitting there by the road, and he's begging. Jericho, in the days of Jesus, was a very busy city, and there was a highway that ran out and through Jericho. And so for all those on pilgrimage into Jerusalem, they would go through Jericho, either going toward Jerusalem or as they're coming out of Jerusalem, also again toward uh, going through Jericho. And the reason why many people took this road through Jericho was because they wanted to avoid the area of Samaria. And so this became a very popular destination for those coming in and going out of Jerusalem. They would congregate in Jericho, they would rendezvous, spend a lot of time there. You would have thousands of people during the week coming in and out of this great city. And so it provides a perfect place for a beggar to be sitting on the roadside. And so it was for Bartimaeus. Now, what do we know about Bartimaeus? A few things according to Mark. First of all, Mark gives him the title, blind, Bartimaeus. And as we know through the rest of the story, this is a blind man, and he is a beggar as well. His name is Bartimaeus, which literally means son of Timaeus. Now there are some who have suggested that it's not simply that he is the son of a man named Timaeus, but as a son, he is also in the same likeness of his father, which means it's possible that Timaeus was also a blind man. And so maybe that's why he is called Bartimaeus. In this story, we don't see anything about his parents other than the name of his father. We don't see his mom or dad, and perhaps Bartimaeus is now alone in life, left alone to beg and to ask for charity in order to survive. As you read on through the story about midway, we also find out he's wearing a garment this garment may very well have been a beggar's coat. Back in ancient Rome, they wanted to ensure the public that some people on the road were true uh, impoverished people in need of charity. And so the government would hand out cloaks that poor people could use, blind people could use, and other beggars. And by wearing this kind of coat, it was identifying them as a person truly in need of charity. 
And so maybe that's where Bartimaeus's coat comes from. But this coat that he wears, it identifies him with his situation. He is a blind beggar. And anybody seeing him wearing this coat, that's what they would know about him. This coat was a great help to him as well. It would provide warmth to him in the evening. During the day when people would come by, he could also spread it in front of him so that when he asks for money, they could simply drop money and drop coinage onto his garment. And then he could use it to gather it together. This garment not only identified him as a blind beggar, but it also became something that he was very dependent upon for survival. Perhaps every day, Bartimaeus was on this street on the side of the road because someone or a group of people helped the blind find their place, find their position, and be out there early enough in the morning so that when traffic comes through, they can be helped by those who are on their pilgrimage going in and out of Jericho. We don't read of any other time where Jesus passed by or through Jericho, but today he is. And Bartimaeus is about to become a brand new man. Now, as we look at the story of Bartimaeus, our attention will be focused on three things concerning Bartimaeus. As we read the story, we're going to see number one, his cry, number two, his coat, and number three, his cure. Okay, so let's begin. Number one, his cry. Mark chapter 10, verse 47 and 48. Again, it says, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. A multitude of people are now passing by Bartimaeus. So far, everything is normal enough. And as Bartimaeus hears all this crowd, maybe he sits himself up to get himself ready, maybe to hold out his hands to show that he's in need. And as he's sitting there and the multitude goes by, he then hears, either from the multitude or somebody near him, he hears that Jesus of Nazareth is in the midst of this multitude. Now Bartimaeus has already heard about Jesus. He's already heard about him and he's heard about the things that he has been doing over the last couple years. And not only that, when we read this story, you see that he already believes in who Jesus is, even though up until this point, he had never met him. When he cries out to him, he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now Bartimaeus was breaking a rule. He's breaking a rule because you don't just, as a beggar, call out to somebody like this. You don't just call out to a rabbi or to somebody in authority. He's already breaking a rule, but he knows something. He knows that this isn't just any regular rabbi. Uh, rabbi. He knows that this is the Messiah. He calls him Son of David. Son of David is the title of Jesus because he is literally a son of King David. And Jesus is the King of Israel who was promised to come into this world, a son of David, and the throne of this king, Jesus, would know no end. Bartimaeus knows that, and he believes that this is truly Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, the one who is king of Israel. 
and the very fact that he's asking for mercy, I believe it also shows that he knows that there's something divine about Jesus. Yes, he is Messiah, but there's also a divine nature about him as well. Because Bartimaeus knows if anybody can touch him and heal him and show mercy, it's Jesus. When he cries out, everybody else around him warns him to be quiet. Don't shout out like this. But how could he stop? How could he be silent? He was in great need and Jesus is passing by. So he cried out even louder, son of David, have mercy on me. He's become more and more desperate. This may be the only time that Jesus will ever pass by. And so now is the time and he must cry out while there is opportunity. You know, it's the same with everyone today. Everyone. The Bible teaches that if we call on the name of the Lord, we will be saved. But we must call on him while it is called today. We have no guarantees about tomorrow. None of us knows what tomorrow holds or if we'll even be here tomorrow. So the Bible tells us while it is called today, today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not in time to come, today. In fact, in the book of Hebrews, it says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today is the day, this is the hour that Jesus is passing by. This is your moment, our moment, to call upon his name. Now I know there are a lot of people, I've met a lot of people who have heard the gospel, who have heard the good news of Jesus, and yet their response is, well, maybe tomorrow, maybe some other time. I'll think about it at another point. Maybe if I'm in a great need, maybe if something happens next week, next year, whenever, I'll think about it then. That is a tragic response to the gospel. Today is the day of salvation. And Bartimaeus thought today is the day and I might not have another opportunity. And you know what? He was right. Because Jesus, this is the last time he's going to pass through Jericho. He's on his way for the last time to Jerusalem. Bartimaeus was right. Jesus wouldn't be coming back. He's on his way to Jerusalem for the final time to give his life on the cross. In fact, over the last several months with his disciples, he had been telling them that he's going to Jerusalem for a final time. And when he goes, he will be betrayed, he will be beaten, and he will be crucified. He knows what's coming. In fact, in Luke, Luke has a phrase where he says that Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem. In other words, when Jesus knew the hour had come, he set his face toward Jerusalem and he knew that every step he took was a step closer to the cross. And now here is Jesus passing through Jericho, going to Jerusalem for the final time. And all that's on his mind, he knows the cross is coming. 
He knows his death is coming and he knows the tomb is coming. And with all of that on Jesus's mind, his face is set toward Jerusalem. That's exactly the moment where blind Bartimaeus cries out. And Mark says in verse 49, that after Bartimaeus cried out, Mark says, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. With all that's on Jesus's mind at this moment, Bartimaeus cries out and Jesus stops and he stands still. Why? Because Jesus always hears the voice, the cry of a man or a woman. Anytime a person cries out to the Lord, cries out in faith, you have the Lord's attention. He stops, he stands still, and he calls you to come to himself. Isn't Jesus wonderful? He always responds to a man's cry. Now, can you imagine if Bartimaeus listened to what the people were telling him? The people that said, be quiet, don't bother Jesus, let Jesus go on his way. He's got something important to do. Imagine if Bartimaeus listened and stopped talking, stopped crying. If that was his decision, he would have remained a blind beggar for the rest of his life. But Bartimaeus knew, I must cry out. This is the day. This is the moment. This is the hour. Jesus is passing by and he needs to hear my voice. And so we see his cry. Number two, we see his coat. Chapter 10, verse 49. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And now, everything for Bartimaeus is about to change. Why? Because Jesus is calling. Amen. When Jesus calls, everything changes. And look what Bartimaeus does. When Jesus calls him in verse 50, it says, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Bartimaeus took that coat, that coat that identified who he was, simply a blind beggar. He takes that coat and he casts it aside. It's as though he's saying, I don't have to be what everyone else says I am. I don't have to be who my father told me I would become or who he said I would be. Jesus is calling me. And because Jesus is calling me by faith, I cast away my old identity and I know I will find a new one in Jesus. I wonder how many of you have been changed ever since Jesus called. I've shared before with my congregation, and I'll share with you now, when I was a boy, maybe between the ages of 10 and 12, I remember having conversations with the Lord and telling him that I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to be a pastor. I wanted to be in ministry. I wanted to teach people about Jesus. But what I did not want to do was preach. Whenever I thought about preaching, I was scared. I didn't want to have to get up in front of people and talk. I never wanted to have to get in front of a camera and talk in this way. 
And so I spoke to God as a young boy and I said, Lord, how about we make a new ministry between you and me, a brand new position. Help me to become a pastor, but the kind of pastor that never preaches. Well, the Lord changed me. He changed me, he equipped me, he called me to be a pastor, and he equipped me with all that I needed in order to preach, and to preach with boldness, and to preach faithfully. And you know, this isn't the only change that the Lord has provided to me. It goes more than that. Jesus has changed me. He's changed my heart. He's changed my mind. He has forgiven me of all of my sin. And He also has given me strength. He gives me strength to overcome and to have victory over bad thoughts, bad attitudes, bad habits. My desires, my appetites in life have completely changed. I no longer find satisfaction in the things that I used to. Everything from my life has changed. Today, when I look out at the world, when I see the world, I, I see it in a brand new way. In fact, when I look at people, when I see people or when I meet people, I am always thinking to myself, I just want to point them to Jesus. That's all I want to do in this life. A few years ago, I was meeting with a man who was not a Christian, but he gave me opportunity to meet with him and to teach him about the gospel, and to teach him about what the Bible says, who Jesus is. And so we met for dinner and we met at coffee shops in the evening and we would talk and we would talk about the gospel and talk about what the Bible says. And after every time we got together, the meeting always ended with, yeah, but maybe it's not for me. And so one night I was going to be meeting this man for dinner. And as I was getting ready, I was listening to a, ra uh, a song. And the song I was listening to was an old Christian hymn called Hallelujah, What a Savior. And as I listened to that hymn, I felt the Lord just speaking to my heart and saying to me, after tonight, after your conversation tonight, you will be singing, Hallelujah, what a Savior. And so that night I went to meet this man for dinner. In the middle of the restaurant, we had the same conversation. I talked to him about Jesus. I showed him more scripture verses. I taught him how to be saved. But then I ended with saying to him, I just want to leave you with a question that I'm going to ask for you to respond to. You've heard me talk about Jesus. You've heard me talk about the gospel. You've heard me say that we are in such great need of Jesus. So here's my question to you. Tonight, do you want to see, receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord? Do you want Him to come into your heart to cleanse you of sin and to give you everlasting life? And when I asked the question, I was in silent and I waited. And he looked around and he nodded his head and said, yes, I do. I want to receive Jesus. And so I, I said, how about right now, in the middle of this restaurant with all these people around, how about right now we pray together? And so he leaned forward, I leaned forward, and we both, both prayed together. And he asked Jesus into his heart. On the way home that night, guess what song I was singing? Hallelujah, 
What a savior. And when I got home, I saw my oldest daughter, Rachel. And I, I said, Rachel, tonight is an example of what fills me with joy, great joy. I said to her, of all the things that give me joy in life, your mother gives me joy, you and your sisters give me great joy. But something else that, also, that gives me joy is to see someone who is lost find Jesus Christ and saved. And I can truly say that today, one of the greatest joys I have is to watch someone put their hope, put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Everything in my life has changed. And what fills me with joy, it's not the same anymore. And I'm so happy of what the Lord has done in my life. Bartimaeus, he cast away his old garment. The old man, who he was, is now cast away. And now he's going to meet with Jesus. And he's going to do, as Paul says in the scriptures, not only cast off the old man, but now put on Christ. And Bartimaeus is about to put on Christ. And last, number three, his cure. Again, looking at Mark chapter 10, verse 51. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabbani, that I may receive my sight. Now this is interesting here. Why does Jesus ask this question? What do you want me to do for you? If you can just imagine this story with me, here is a blind man sitting on the roadside begging. In the Gospel of Luke, Luke says that when Jesus called the blind man to come to him, that the people who gave that message to Bartimaeus helped him find his way to Jesus. And so, evidently, here is a blind man being assisted and escorted by a group of people to come before Jesus. So then, how is it that Jesus could ask the question, what do you want me to do for you? Is it not obvious? In fact, maybe Bartimaeus could have said that. What do you mean? What do I want you to do for me? Do you not see that I am blind? Don't you know that I'm a beggar? Isn't it obvious what my need is? Why does Jesus ask the question? I believe it's because he wants to reach in and draw out the faith of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus has already expressed faith in his heart by the very fact that he's crying out. But now, as he is one-on-one -on -one with Jesus, Jesus wants to draw that faith out from his heart and help bring it to confession. Do you know there are many times in the Bible, for instance, there were, there were times when Jesus, the Bible says, would have multitudes of people come to him. And they were all in need, in need of healing, in need of uh, uh, to be delivered. And the Bible many times says of all the people that came to Jesus, he healed all of them. But sometimes, like in this story, the Bible tells us of a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And I believe that this is what Jesus preferred every time. I don't think he wanted people to just line up in front of him, he snaps his fingers, and all the problems are solved. I believe he drew each person one-on-one -on -one to speak with him. 
and to draw out the faith of that individual. Whatever you're feeling on the inside, confess it with your mouth. And I believe that that's what he's doing with Bartimaeus. And so he says to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Tell me, Bartimaeus, what is in your heart? Speak it to me. Confess to me with your own mouth. What is it that you want me to do for you? The Bible teaches us, like in Psalm 5, verse 3, that when we pray, we are to direct our prayer to God. And the word direct doesn't just simply mean to, to send it toward God. Direct literally means to package your prayer together. Think about it. Put it together. Think of what you want to say. Don't just ramble on with all these different words. Make it plain, make it simple. Before you come to God, know what it, know what it is that you need and what you want and just speak plainly to Him and express it from your heart. About three years ago, there was a, a young girl who just graduated high school and she desperately wanted to go to college. But unfortunately at the time, her family just couldn't afford it. And so maybe once a week, her mother and this girl would come to my house and the three of us would talk about the situation, about this girl's desire to go to college, and they would ask me to pray. And of course I would. I would pray that God would help, that God would provide, that God would give a, a purpose and a direction for this young girl's life. And after them coming to see me often, after several times of meeting with me, we got together, we talked about the same thing, but this time at the end when it was time for me to pray, I said to this girl, I said, you know, I don't have a special connection with the Lord that you don't have. I don't have this special privilege that you don't have. So just in the way that I talk to God on your behalf, you can also talk to Him from your heart. And in fact, I want to encourage you today to do this. When we begin to pray about this situation, I want you to go first. And I just want you, think about what it is you need. Don't worry about impressing God or impressing me with your prayer or your words. Just think of what it is you need and speak plainly to the Lord and tell Him from your heart what is it that you need. And with that, the three of us bowed our heads and she began and she said, Lord, I want to go to college. And that was it. And with a smile on my face, because I knew that that was a simple request. It was a, a simple confession of her heart. It was made plain to her Lord. I just simply prayed, Lord, you have heard her request. Now please provide for her, provide for her family. Later on, actually maybe about three or four months afterward, she began college. Her parents found uh, a way to afford it through the help of people and other situations. They were able to afford to send their daughter to college. In fact, just this past year, not many months ago, she graduated with her bachelor's degree. But this is how I believe God wants us to approach Him. Yes, with faith. And when we speak, just pour out your heart simply, plainly, and tell the Lord exactly what it is you need. In verse 52, the last verse, 
It says, Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, Mark loves that word, immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Amen. Jesus healed blind Bartimaeus. He opened his eyes that he could see again. And I'd like to think that the very first thing Bartimaeus saw was that beautiful face of Jesus. The face that was filled with love and compassion and mercy. And notice what Jesus said to Bartimaeus. He said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Once Bartimaeus' eyes were opened, Jesus gave him the command, go your way, choose your way, choose your course. What direction do you want to go now in life? And Bartimaeus gives us all the answer because Mark says that when he received his sight, he followed Jesus on the road. That was the course he chose. That was the direction he set himself on to follow Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. In the story, as we finish that verse 52, when it says that Bartimaeus followed Jesus on the road, that's the end of the story. That's all we know about Bartimaeus. But in my mind, the story goes on. Because I believe in the very next chapter, it says that Jesus, he got onto a donkey and he rode down the Mount of Olives into the city of Jerusalem as people shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And they proclaimed Jesus, the son of David, King, Messiah. I like to believe that this man, Bartimaeus, he saw Jesus coming down that mountain. The Bible also says that people, they put their clothing on top of that donkey for Jesus to sit on. And other people took clothing and they spread their garments out on the ground as a pathway for Jesus. I wonder, was the coat of Bartimaeus somewhere among the clothing? Did Bartimaeus see Jesus in his triumphal entry into Jerusalem? I believe he did. I also believe that Bartimaeus was there to see Jesus lifted up on a cross, giving his life for Bartimaeus. And I also like to believe that Bartimaeus was one of the several hundred people that saw the resurrected Savior, Jesus. So what can we learn from the life of Bartimaeus? We learn that when Jesus passes by, we are invited to cry out to him. There's a great song that I remember from my childhood. And the song goes, reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. You'll find he's not too weary to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment, your needs to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. We find in Bartimaeus that the Lord passes by. In fact, right now, while you're listening to this message, I believe wherever you are, whatever is happening in your life, this is a moment where the Lord passes by. 
And you know, just as Bartimaeus didn't want to take a chance in thinking maybe Jesus will come back tomorrow, maybe he'll come back this way again through Jericho, he took no chances whatsoever. He knew that this was the day, this was the moment, this was the hour. And if Jesus is passing by, I'm going to call out, I'm going to reach out, I'm going to cry out, and I know he's going to hear me. So as he passes by you today, whatever your need is, just cry out to the Lord. And you'll find, the same as Bartimaeus, Jesus will stand still. He'll stop and he'll call you to come to himself. And when he calls you, he'll say, what do you want me to do for you? What a wonderful relationship we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. And what an amazing story we have read today. This man, blind Bartimaeus, he was a beggar, he was a blind man, he was all alone. Yet when he met Jesus, he became a brand new man. And the same can be true of you today. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you, Lord, for what you have taught us. Thank you, God, for including the story of Bartimaeus in the scriptures that we may read of it and know that we also are in great need of you, just like Bartimaeus was. And we also know, Jesus, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And those who call upon you, you hear our hearts cry. You stand still, you call us to yourself, and then you heal, you save, you restore, you bind up the brokenhearted. What an amazing Savior you are. And I pray right now for those who are listening to today's message. Teach them today is the day to call upon your name. And I pray, Lord, just as was seen in Bartimaeus, we will be brand new men and women clothed with Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done and for what you continue to do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you again for the Good Friday service. Until then, may God be with you and bless you. Praise God.